At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by Miami Grill. For over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you big favorites from big cities. Featuring authentic ingredients prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home, bring home Miami. Order online or in person. Pickup, drive-thru, dine-in, and delivery available at all locations. If you're craving it, they're making it. Bringing Miami Grill home has never been easier. With locations all over South Florida, check MyMiamiGrill.com to find yours. That's MyMiamiGrill.com to find Miami Grill. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And as always, we are brought to you by Biscayne Bay Brewing. Check out BiscayneBayBrewing.com. You can get it at Publix, Total Wine. Have it delivered to you via Instacart. And, of course, Manscaped. If you like the show, you support the show, you know what to do. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code 5RSN. Get 20% off your entire order. All right. We're going to do our two early roster predictions. But before we do that, Simon, what is the greatest draft prospect you have ever seen? Uh, so we've just been chatting about this offline, and I would you boys narrowed it down to one. I had about thirty. Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, I mean, skill position players are obviously easier to look at because they do more. So I would say Barry Sanders at Oklahoma State was fantastic. Warwick Dunn at Florida State. Um, Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech. Um, the first year of Adrian Peterson at Oklahoma was I, I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that. I suppose I'd probably have to go for Marshall Falk. San Diego State, he was just phenomenal. And growing up in Britain, as I did, it was a time when we weren't getting the same information that we did now. So I would get the information mainly about college football on the Thursday after it happened on the Saturday. So five days later when my weekly kind of magazine called First Down, which was the sort of newspaper that we got every week would come. And 
obviously San Diego State weren't a massive school, so you get kind of, you know, but each week he put up, you know, 250, 300-yard games and and it was, you know, you knew there was something special and then being able to see him on the highlights. So every Saturday night, the week after, we'd get highlights from the week before and you just see glimpses of this kid and you'd just be like, wow, he is, um, he's special. So I think probably, probably Marshall Folk I'd plump for. Um, yeah, he would be the guy. Yeah, mine is Charles Woodson, the 1998 draft. Uh, I watched him play, and there was just nothing that he couldn't do on the football field. And I really felt at the time when he was going to be drafted that he would be eventually a Hall of Famer. Sure enough, he's going in this year into a Hall of Fame. My other hot take from that draft was I looked at Peyton Manning. I didn't think he was all that special at Tennessee. So you win some and you lose some, I guess, Chris. And then, then when T. Martin took over, you, you're like, "Oh man, now there's a real quarterback." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think it would, I would probably have it down to two. And I actually always felt bad about this because um, we were chatting about this before. But it's like I, I kind of felt like I might be prisoner of the moment. Like you know, the, whatever's newest is is the best ever. But I, they happened to be in the, the same draft. It was Calvin Johnson and Adrian Peterson. I just never had seen. I mean, I obviously don't go back as far back in drafts, uh, I think, as uh, as Simon does. Um, oh, would call him old. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> in a roundabout way. Uh, you know, el- eld. How about Eld? <laughs> um, no, I, probably since about 2004 was when I, when I really started to um, get a little more serious. But, yeah, I just hadn't seen a prospect like Adrian Peterson or a running back prospect like Adrian Peterson, but nor had I seen a, a wide receiver prospect like Calvin Johnson and nor have I since, you know, um, and I think, uh, I think that's true of both of those guys. But, you know, if I had to say one of the guys that was the most fun to track and that I, you know, had as definite like top, you know, top one, two, three kind of pick, um, but you had to be a little bit aware of the, the risk with respect to size was, I, I just, I was blown away every time I watched Aaron Donald at Pitt. Um, and I had, I had been watching him, you know, for several years before he had come out and I, you know, I kept comparing him to like guys like John Randall and, you know, stuff like that. And I, I thought, I thought he was. I thought he was just gonna hit a home, be a home run. Um, but a lot of people really hated him, <laughs> so, or, or like just constantly dismissed him. And um, and so you know, at some point you're looking at yourself like, oh, am I taking crazy pills? Am I just completely disregarding something that's that's um, that's actually really important? Um, but he was he was one of the most definitely one of the most fun that I've ever looked at. Yeah, good prospects all. I'm looking at this 1998 draft. You had a better one, Simon. But, yeah, 1998, 10 All-Pros, four Hall of Famers. But you said the 1996 draft, and sure enough, 14 All-Pros in the first round, three Hall of Famers. And yeah. it's just it's just chock full. If you watch that, it's just a great draft. Up and down. more of Famers in yeah. non-first round. When you added yeah, because Brian Dawkins won in the second round, yeah. Terrell Owens in three, and then Adam Vinatieri was an undrafted free agent. Zach Thomas as well, fifth round may end up in the Hall of Fame too. So yeah, oh, what a will. draft! Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, speak that so. into I, existence. I think this is the year. 
I think it happens this year. I think people have been shamed enough. <laughs> okay. Two great AFC kickers came out of the were undrafted free agents in that um in that draft. Who was the other one? Hmm. You say ninety six? Yeah. Alinda um, Murray. Alinda Murray, yeah. There you go. I mean, there were some hell of players that were, when you look at it, Brock Gutierrez, Damon Heward, mm-hmm. um, Michael Robinson, Casey Weidman, Larry Izzo, Ray Lucas, Adam Vinatieri, Percy Ellsworth, Alinda Mare, Hollis Thomas, John Kittner, Josh Miller. I mean, there were some decent undrafted free agents that year. Yeah, good anyway. players in this draft. Looking at this draft, even Leroy Glover in the fifth round. What a play. Marco Rivera in the oh, wow. sixth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time to do our too early roster predictions. Last year, we were actually really, really good on this show when we did this because we tried to. Last year, we went by consensus. I guess this year, we're just going to throw our names out. But last year, we only missed the roster by four guys. Four. That's, not, that's, that's pretty not good. Bad. That's not half bad. That's not bad, okay? Before they even played a game. And remember, last year, there was no no preseason. So last year, we made our predictions before camp, and we missed the exact roster by four guys. That's pretty good. So we're going to try this again. And I guess we could go through some of these kind of fast. At quarterback, there's no way they're keeping three, right? It's Tua. It's Jacoby Brissett. Simon? Yeah, that's what I've got. Same here. Right. I mean, it's not going to be Reed's in it. No. No, and they're not going to keep three. All right, moving on to running back. I think it gets interesting here. Jared Dokes and Jordan Scarlett are going for one spot, I would say. I think Patrick Laird, people sleep on him. His value on special teams is considerable, and whenever he plays, he's actually effective. I think he manages to stay on the roster. Man, flip a coin between Dokes or Scarlett. I say Scarlett and Dokes, they try to keep on the on the practice squad. So that's Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, Saban Ahmed, Patrick Laird, Jordan Scarlett. Simon? Yeah, I've got Ahmed, Brown, Gaskin, Laird, and Dokes. Um, okay. I thought about putting Cephas Carter in, uh, like sneaking him in as a, as a running back slash fullback, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to keep five tight ends, but there's going to obviously going to be a situation where he gets tight ends in a sec. Um, you know, They've given Smyre the contract long as a high draft pick. Gasicki obviously is a stud. Um, you know, Smythe is in the mix. You know, what, what happens to Seathan Carter at that point? You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, Ahmed Brown, Gaskin, Laird, Dokes. Chris? Ahmed Brown, Gaskin. Oh, you have Laird as well, Simon? I do, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you got five there. Uh, I have got five, yeah. Okay, now listeners, I am keeping track of this, and if any of them, if any of us violates the fifty-three man rule by the end, by the time we get done with them, I, I've said that we have some some sort of punishment. I'm not sure what yet, <laughs> but uh, I was suggesting shotgunning and beer, but Alf Alf likes that. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, he, he would actually consider have, that to just just I have Tuesday. added. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a regular Tuesday. I have added up twice, and it comes to fifty-three. So I think we're in good okay. shape. All right. Um, and I'm doing it but, off the uh, top of my head, so you know, <laughs> so I'm going to test so, my math skills here. But uh, Alf, just to make sure, do you have Jordan Scarlett in there? Do you? Yes, I know I you do. have Ahmed and Brown and Gaskin and Laird. You yep. do have Jordan, so he's. Your I fifth. have five. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Malcolm Brown and Miles Gaskin for sure. I'm going to say um, uh, Jared Dokes makes it. They, I think, they drafted him for a reason. 
Um, and then I'll give my last spot to, cause I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, considering, considering Malcolm Perry, Perry's presence as a running back wide receiver, sort of, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that last spot could actually be between Ahmed Laird and Scarlett. And, uh, I like Scarlett a lot. So I'm going to, I'm going to give him the, uh, give him the nod. So I've only got four here. Okay. Now it gets really difficult. I looked at this wide receiver core, and remember, we need special teams players. We already have one in Laird, which means that Laird can play the up. He can play R2, 3, 4, and 5 on the kickoff teams. He can play on the punt teams. So that makes one guy expendable, which means that Matt Collins could be on the bubble. So we're going to work it from the top. Parker, Fuller. Waddle are starters. Those are three. Preston Williams plays. That's four. Lynn Bowden, they're not going to get rid of him just yet. That's five. Jakeem Grant is the returner. That's six. And I think the rest find their way to other teams via trade or they get cut. That's who I have. So you have um, just a just a review. You have Preston or starting from the top, I guess. Will Fuller and Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddell. And then mm-hmm. you also have Preston Williams, Lynn Bowden, and, and Jakeem Grant. Yes. That's six. Simon. Uh, Bowden, who's not going anywhere. He's a stud. Fuller, uh, Parker, but I wouldn't surprise me if Parker got moved. Perry, Waddell, and Albert Wilson. Mm-hmm. Perry, Waddell, and Albert Wilson. So Jakeem Grant, bye. No Joaquin Grant, no Preston Williams, no been, Alan Hurst. You've been trying to get rid of him for years. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I like receivers who, who who know how to use their hands. Who catch the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's an unfortunate side effect. Tends of, to be. Of, Tends of to be important. Grant. Yeah. I do think because of the running back situation that we could see, we could see like a, a hybrid like Malcolm Perry actually actually make it. I think uh, he's he tends to be electric whenever he touches the ball and touches the ball. Yeah, Perry's on my list of six. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I know I've got him here for you. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start with him and say you know because that goes back to the fact that I only kept four running backs. By the um, way, under the new rules, Malcolm Perry is still practice squad eligible, right? Yeah, although he'd get so. nicked straight away. Yeah, okay. possibly depending on what he does in preseason, I guess. But yeah, definitely. So. Um, so let's start with him and then the re- among the real wide receivers, it's really not, you know, too interesting um, until you get, get beyond uh, Fuller and Parker and uh, Waddle and Preston Williams, who I think all of us do all of us agree. Uh, Preston Williams is going to be um, like the fourth. He doesn't make my six. Oh, he doesn't even make your six. Oh, no. that's right. I, I he makes it if Parker gets traded. Okay. But for me, he doesn't. I make just the saw six. the blank. I just saw the blank space, and I was like, "Oh wait, you did no. say that." Okay, so uh, so I got those four. I think they're on. I think Lynn Bowden does make it, um, and then there's one more spot, and that's going to be between like Robert Foster and Mac Hollins, and um, you know there could be a surprise with uh, with Kyle Oxley if he shows up on spe- uh, special teams because he's a big body. Like you know, you can use him on special teams if if he's got the mindset for it. Um, based on what I'm hearing, you know, the buzz is about Robert Foster. So I'm going to give him the, uh, the, the nod as a sixth real wide receiver, but it'll actually, you know, it'll look like seven because Malcolm Perry's more of a running back, uh, wide receiver. 
All right. Now, moving on to the offensive line, I think we all have the same five as starters. I got it as Austin Jackson, starting from left to right. Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Matt Skura, Robert Hunt, Liam Eikenberg. Those are those five starters. I think Michael Dieter sticks as a backup center guard. That's six. DJ Fluker can play every position except uh, center. That's seven. And now for the eighth is where it gets a little tougher. But I think Jesse Davis will not be traded. I think they'll, they'll think he's too valuable. And I think he, he, he might even challenge Kinley for a spot. So Jesse Davis is the eighth. And that's a pretty versatile offensive line. Could be a good one. Simon? Yeah, I've got <clears throat> I've got nine. I think Jesse Davis will end up starting. I, he's just the sort of guy that they they like. Um, so I've got Jesse Davis, Liam Eikenberg, uh, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Matt Skura, Michael Dieter, DJ Fluker, and Robert Jones. Robert Jones. So Robert Jones is your ninth. So you have yeah. the same as uh, as I have the same as eight Alf. as Alf, but with Jones yeah, as an addition. Not, yeah, that's a that's a good shout. Um, I think that there's going to be there there's going to be competition behind uh, behind Matt Skura at center, and I kind of wonder. I mean, there's some buzz about Cameron Tom and um, and what they what they see in him. Obviously, Michael Dieter is kind of looking to be that guy right now. There has to be somebody who can snap, other than Matt Skura, right? I mean, this is this is not a question. It has to be somebody. So between those two, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cameron Tom. I'm gonna say he might be the surprise. Um, I think that obviously Kinley and um, and Robert Hunt at the guard positions are going to make it. Um, I think that Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson for sure. Um, but then, you know, who do you go? I think I wonder about them suddenly signing Jermaine uh, uh, the, the English. Yeah, the English guy. Um, I wonder about that, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go ahead and put him on the roster just yet. I think DJ Fluker makes a lot of sense right now because of his versatility. Um, and then aside, I think I tend to think that they're going to carry nine. So I think that we do have Jesse Davis and the surprise, or I don't know if it's a surprise, but it's a guy that that'll make it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Robert Jones as well. So my the reason I said, is, yeah, yeah the reason ahead. I said Jones is that they paid him a lot of money in terms they of a signing bonus, $130,000. And that's a, so the one, the one where I disagree really is just that I think there's going to be a back or a, a position battle for the backup to Skura yeah. uh, between Tom and Dieter. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tom makes it uh, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. I can see Tom beating Dieter out. All right. Now this is the really interesting one because at tight end, you got to figure Seathan Carter has already made the team. His contract kind of, kind of hints at it. Right. But they picked up Carl Tucker from Alabama He's, he's a sledgehammer fullback. Do they want to keep a fullback on this team? Because if they do, I would, you got to think Seaton Carter is that fullback, right? So I reluctantly have to cut Carl Tucker, although I really like him as a football player, which means Gasecki, Adam Shaheen, Hunter Long, Seaton Carter are the four tight ends for me. And Durham Smythe is playing somewhere else via trade, maybe a seventh-round pick. So do you have could could you say again do you have five? I have four. Gasecki, Shaheen, Carter, okay. Long. 
Okay. Um, I think, like I said earlier, they might, like Laird could lose out if Carter is shifted to some sort of hybrid fullback. But for me, it's Gasicki, Long, Shaheen, and Smythe. Yeah, I think uh, I think Seathan Carter does make it. His contract is to me like that's a that's a contract of a of a player that you think is going to be on your roster, and I think that it's a big deal like what he does on special teams. And uh, and in addition to that, I I happen just based on looking at his college tape and knowing uh, Godsey's history and and where he's from, who he's worked with. I would not be surprised if he sees a little bit of Aaron Hernandez and Seaton Carter um, and the way that he plays, the things that he can do. Seaton Carter actually took carries, you know, back in college, um, you know, and, and, and so I think that uh, – I think they look at him as a versatile guy. So uh, he's he's on there. You know, Gasicki is obviously on there, and Hunter Long is obviously on there as well. I think this is going to be a five-man position. I think that it's going to be Shaheen and Smythe in addition to those um, those other guys, Seathan Carter and Mike Gasicki, um, Jabril Blount and uh, and Chris Myrick, Myrick on the outside looking in. But I, I do think it's going to be, um, you know, a heavy, heavy position for us. I think the interesting battle will be whether or not they feel comfortable enough with Ahmed Brown Gaskin and one of Dokes and Scarlett to the point where they just think, you know what, Patrick Laird, it's been good, but you know, we've mm. got guys that can play special teams and we feel really comfortable with the four well, slash four guys that we've got in the running back room. Going back to what Alf said about the fullback, mm. you know, Carl Tucker, the hammer, the hammer, you know, what do they think about that? I think that they've added some, I mean, if you look at the thematically what they've added in the running backs unit this year, mm. um, They've added a lot of, you know, beef and, <laughs> and power. Malcolm Brown right away. Then they draft Jared Dokes. They they signed uh, Jordan Scarlett. All those guys are hammers, right? They're they're mm. they are really trustworthy in short yardage situations. They break tackles uh, physically. Um, and I wonder if you know they're they're gonna if they keep a position that's heavy on some of those guys, like maybe keeping two or even three of those those types on the roster if they'll ultimately feel like well okay we don't really need a carl tucker because we can just throw two halfbacks on the field and one of these guys you know they're he's 230 pounds or whatever he, he hits like a truck so um so you know he can do the he can do the job all right uh, i ended up with 25 offensive players now we all have to add our specialists and i think you know, it's th it's the three. It's Polardi, it's uh, Jason Sanders, and Captain America Blake Ferguson. That will take me to twenty eight. Simon. Yeah, same three takes me to twenty nine. Okay, Chris. I I don't even think about it, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with you guys. <laughs> well, you got to think about it if we're going to get to fifty three. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll plug it in, but I'm just you know. That's I kind of. I didn't I didn't spare I didn't spare many brain cells toward it though. Okay. The defensive line, a lot of good players here, but I think this is, I think this is easy. I think they keep seven, all right, and the seven that they keep are Wilkins, Raekwon, Ogba, Adam Butler, Zach Sealer. That's five. That's the main rotation. The end of the bench is going to be Jason Strobridge, John Jenkins. That's my seven. I've got six, Butler, Davis, Ogba, Sealer, Wilkins, and Strobridge. You do not have Jenkins then. 
right? I do not have Jenkins. I'm kind of going basing on what they had as the the, the roster in terms of numbers, both mm-hmm. at the start and the end of the season, and the numbers matched up. So, like, they had five backs, six receivers, four tight ends, nine offensive linemen, six defensive linemen, seven linebackers, and 11 DBs. So I've kind of gone the same. You know, people forget about that. Um, that is still on the roster, at least according to the uh, official roster <laughs> on on Miami Dolphins uh, website. Is uh, Jonathan Ledbetter? Yeah, yeah. I, I had him and, here. Uh, I had him on my bubble. Also, Tyson Render, who always looks good in camp. Yeah. And, and... I, I don't see it with Tyson, but um, but I think that Adam Butler is here for a reason. I think uh, you know they went ahead and and grabbed John Jenkins, just in case. I'm not going to put him on the roster. Raquan Davis and Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins are obvious. Um, but, you know, once you get beyond them, it's uh, Adam Butler and Emmanuel Agba, or Agba is obvious as well. Um, it's Adam Butler and then someone else. That's to me. And is that Jason Strobridge? Could Jonathan Ledbetter rise up? And Nick Coe is the other guy. Um, Nick Coe was a decent player at Auburn. And Nick Coe, yeah, Nick, no. Nick Coe, he's, he's like a um he, he's a big he's a big dude he's like yeah. he's got a frame um but yeah and so i i think between ledbetter strobridge co somebody's going to emerge from that you know they seem to really like uh strobridge before so um so i'll go with him so that i have six all right i'm doing a little math here and i'm gonna add another specialist malcolm perry will be my fourth specialist Okay, all right. That brings us to unanimous on Malcolm Perry getting uh, making the roster. Yeah, because I'm looking at my DBs. I wanted to keep at least ten. I can't get to eleven. So let's do the linebackers first, because I think that this group is really interesting. I have seven. Let me see, seven linebackers. Okay, which are right. Van Ginkle, Jerome Baker, McKinney, Jalen Phillips. Those are the snap getters. Brennan Scarlett is number five as a special teamer. Duke Riley is also a special teamer. That's six. And the seventh guy will be a Landon Roberts. I think Vince Beagle probably gets traded. I just don't, the numbers work against them, I think. Uh, I've got Baker, Baker, Beagle, Riley, McKinney, Roberts, Phillips, and Van Ginkle. Baker, Beagle, McKinney, Riley, Riley, Roberts, Jalen Phillips, obviously. Yeah, Landon Roberts. Yep, and, and ABG. Yeah. So am I? So am I getting that that you have? You both have seven, and mm-hmm. you both have the yeah. exact same seven. No, yeah. I, I've got um Beagle. Um, uh, Alf's got Scarlet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. You, yeah. All right. Good. Good correction there. Um, that's a good question. That's a good shout. Uh, as far as the competition goes, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think that it is going to be uh, Vince Beagle um, making the roster. And I think they might actually like him a lot more than people realize. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's, there's obvious guys like Baker and McKinney, uh, Van Ginkle and Phillips. Uh, but then I think Vince Beagle makes it. Uh, I think Duke Riley is an excellent shout because of his special teams ability, but also he's, he's a coverage, like who's going to be a coverage specialist in the mm-hmm. linebackers unit. If Jerome Baker ever comes out, right. Um, it's not going to be Aguabon to me. Uh, I'm not going to have a Landon Roberts making the roster. Uh, and, and I think that there hmm. could be, 
you know, I think that he could be kind of uh, in orbit, like um, like they'll sign him, they'll sign him if they need him, you know, because they know he can he can come right in. I don't know that he's going to go ahead and get another job right away. Um, so you know, he they might just keep him in the Rolodex. Um, so I think uh, I think that I would have those guys, um, the six. And, uh, and then that would give me one more spot for Brennan Scarlett because I think there's a reason he's here. All right. Defensive backs. I got 10. Baron Jones, Eric Rowe, Javon Holland, Xavier Howard. That takes you to four. Justin Coleman is fifth. Nick Needham is sixth. And those are your top uh, rotation guys. Jason McCourty sees some time. That is seven. Brandon Jones is eight. Noah Benogany is nine, and the tenth man. It's a tough one. Pro Williams, I don't, I don't, I don't think is athletic enough for what they want. Jamal Perry has played enough. Could Fajelidum make it once again as a special teamer? I say no. I say Jamal Perry is the tenth, and that's my I, roster. I've got McCourty, Justin Coleman, uh, uh, Holland. Howard, Igbenogane, Brandon Jones play an integral part, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Eric Rowe, Jamal Perry, and Clayton for All right. You got Brandon. Did you did you say you had Brandon Jones? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. McCourty, Coleman, Holland. Just just want to make Howard. sure on that. Yeah, Noah, Brandon, Byron, Needham, so, Rowe, Fajedlam, Perry. Alf's got ten here. Um, I've got eleven. And- You've got, you got 11 guys. Yeah. So you I do have 53. Perry as well. You do have Perry as well. And I do, you yeah. have, so, so the difference here is that you have. I just have a Fajedalum that Alf doesn't You just have, have an extra Fajedalum. <laughs> yeah. I, <do>. <laughs> <laughs> I have an extra Fajedalum. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that uh, Justin Coleman will make it. Um, you know, there's the obvious uh, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, uh, Javon Holland, Eric Rowe. Um I think those guys are obvious, but I also think that pretty obvious is Noah Igmanogany as well, and um, and Jason McCourty. Uh, I think that that all those guys are definitely in there. It's just a question of who gets the other spots. Um, they're not done with Brandon Jones yet. Uh, I think that I would, you know, sort of if I have a surprise guy in here um, I w- that I would look at. Uh, there are actually two that I would that I would think about, um, and they are uh, Javaris Davis, the the corner from Auburn. Um, he's fast. He's very athletic. I think he's uh, versatile. Um, and then you know Nate Holly is a guy that's going to be interesting to watch because he might notch something for them on special teams, but also you know if if you look at this roster and think about. Uh, the secondary and what it might be missing. Um, you know, that's that sort of bigger, uh, bigger hammer at, uh, at, at the safety position. That's Nate mm. Holly, right? And who else is that among the guys that we're even talking about making the roster? It's not Eric Rowe. I mean, that's not really Javon Holland. Um, Brandon Jones, you know, his size, his size is what it is. Um, so I, I kind of, I kind of would give the, the nod to Nate Holly there as the last and 10th, uh, of the, the defensive backs. 
but I, I just want to, I keep wanting to keep an eye on Javaris Davis because of how athletic he is. And, um, and, and I think that he can play a couple of different positions. I think Holly for Jedlam and Brian Cole are in a mm-hmm. battle. The three of them, do you know what I mean? As they're yeah, all sort of right. similar size, similar weight, 210, 212, 207. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the slightly bigger thumper guys, you know, all can play special teams. And Alf has none of them. <laughs> has none of them. Yeah. So we we have we have gone through the entire roster and nobody has violated the 53 man rule. Uh, no, we're good at this. <laughs> yeah, I, That's I wanted bad. to ask I about want, one... I wanted to come up with a punishment. Yeah, we have a little bit of time here. Okay. I wanted to ask about one guy and one guy in particular. Well, two guys. Simon, thoughts on Trill Williams and Javaris Davis because they ha- they come in with some hype, as in they really do have a shot to make the roster. I don't see it for for really physical reasons and athletic reasons. Javaris Davis is too small. Trill, Day- Trill Williams is not fast enough. Your thoughts on those two guys? Are they just fodder? Um, I don't mind Davis, but like you say, the height thing it you know, would be a concern, would be an issue. I think Williams is quite an interesting, is quite an interesting guy. I mean, he's, this, you know, he's big. He's sort of 6'2", 200 pounds, you know. Yeah. He started everywhere for Syracuse. He played corner, he played nickel, he played free safety. He played a bit of box linebacker. I think he's athletic. I think he's quick. I think he's fast. I think he's probably a little bit stiff in his hips. Um, so I think he's probably going to be a nickel safety, and I'll, I think he'll end up in that kind of mix don't forget he was on bruce feldman's freak list 20 2020 freak list he had a 40 inch vertical he ran a 430 40 he was a team captain he was a captain at syracuse um you know he's had some injury problems but um he's an athlete do you know what i mean so yeah. I, I wouldn't rule troy williams out of the mix what i would say is that he has to stop wearing 51 because that's fucking annoying <laughs> chris your well, thoughts as i said that as I said, Javaris Davis, you know, I think I think he might ha- really have a chance. I mean, yes, he's there's a height issue, um, but I know he's fast and I I know he can keep up. Uh, he and uh, he and Jalen Waddle had some decent battles. Um, Jalen Waddle ultimately got the better of him, but um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that he's got a chance with Trill. Honestly, when I watch it, I'm just not seeing it, um, and. I know he was on the freaks list with uh, Bruce Feld- Feldman's freaks list, but I've seen guys on Bruce Feldman's freak list freaks list that, you know, didn't end up being freaks <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or maybe, maybe being freaks in a, in a different way. I mean, if, if you saw what Bruce Feldman said that um, what's his name, the wide receiver that the Rams got uh, that we liked out of Louisville, um, uh, Simon, you do you remember him? Tutu Atwell. Yeah, yeah. If you saw okay. what Bruce Feldman had Tutu list, not listed, but like said, this is what he is, versus what he showed up, it's it's ludicrous, mm. <laughs> you know. And um, and I wonder if that happened with Trill Williams, to be honest, because I don't see the athleticism that much when I watch him. Um, you know, he showed up. He showed up at his pro day. He ran a four five nine. You know, he uh, he did he did all right jumps. You know, thirty six inch, ten foot three. Um, I just it it's not necessarily the player I see that's just like drips with all this this great athleticism. Uh, I so I don't I don't really see it with him, and I haven't. All right, 
All right. The next time we talk to you guys, we'll start breaking down camp because we will be exactly two weeks away from camp and we'll get into some of these battles. And who knows? Maybe there'll be a trade from now until then because as I look at this roster, there's some tradable pieces on here. I think there's some sixth-round picks that they can pick up, some seventh-round picks, and maybe even a third-round pick for one of those wide receivers. I think the so, wide receiver is the area where they'll end up trading yeah. guys. I mean, they have yeah, to. Like, I mean, they've just got too many. Yeah, it's a shame that Preston Williams has been injured these last two years because his production could have netted the Dolphins a pretty nice pick, I think. Maybe a third. But we shall see. All right, that's it. There is no more. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.